Hey everyone, it's Chelsea Butler with KBB, and on this week's From the Tab podcast, I'm talking to JT Norman, Director of Product Design and Innovation for Kitchen Magic, a kitchen cabinet refacing firm in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. And this week, we are going to be talking about his picks for the 2022 kitchen design trends. So without further ado, I will get started. Thank you so much for joining us, JT. Thank you, Chelsea. That's it. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. So I know last year we received your list of 2021 top kitchen design trends as well. So how long have you been compiling this list for your firm? Well, we've been compiling, we like to be a year ahead. So we were compiling it back in 2019. And as you know, all this craziness happened. So, but it's actually exciting for us because now we had to think differently. We really had to come up with ways of uh, handling the wants and the needs for the consumer. So we, we got back to the drawing board and um, a wonderful team at Kitchen Magic, all of us worked together, marketing and operations. And we came up with so many wonderful solutions to offer to our consumer. All right. So I went through your list and, you know, I've gone through many lists of the 2022 trends that designers are coming up with. And you have a lot of terminology in here that I haven't heard before. So <laughs> you mentioned forest bathing, which seems to infer that white and gray are taking a backseat to bolder colors and textures that bring the indoors, sorry, that bring the outdoors inside. Can you go into a little more detail? Yeah, well, forest bathing um, actually is a term that, you know, we use as humans when we're stressed, we, we go to nature, okay? So, and that's kind of like forest bathing, going on a hike to distress. So we're finding that those elements in nature, those colors are coming back into the home, like the softer greens, the warmer browns, as opposed to the grays and the stark whites. So um, there's a movement there. Um, that movement evolved into what they call biophilic design. If you're familiar with that, that's another yeah. where it's kind of like bringing the outdoors in. Um, and now there's another new term that they're using. It's called Japandi, which is taking Scandinavian style and Asian style and they meet at a crossroad and you have this clean look that is nature inspired. Okay. So can I ask, I'm doing, I, on our, our uh, discussion before we got on this call, um, I was talking about the article I'm writing on 2022 color trends. What's your take? Do you think white and gray kitchens are kind of making their way out or is that still? Uh, you know, honestly, Chelsea, I don't even think they will ever go out of style. Um, the whites and the grays are so transitional. You know, I mean, it enables the homeowner to, if they're tired of the white and the gray, all they do is change the color on the wall or change the fabrics, uh, the other elements in the space, even be creative with colored appliances. Um, but now I'm seeing this trend where people are getting more personalized with their spaces. You know, they're going for bolder colors. Um, again, it's, uh, I think if you were to go in every kitchen, <laughs> Right now, you would see nothing but gray and white because that was trending for quite some time. I would say several years, so more than several years. So um, going into that, again, I mean, people are being more acceptable of bringing these bolder colors into their spaces. Personal, okay, they're personalizing it, yeah. 
Glad you said that because that's kind of the direction I'm going in the article. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you talked about Japandi um, and I know second on your design trends list is Scandinavian influence. Uh, you said this was a style popular in 1980s. So why has it made a comeback these days? Well, in the 80s, it was popular. It was that clean uh, introduction to modern furniture that everyone was trying back in the 80s. And it really didn't grab a hold as well. Um, now it's back. I, I think um, why the homeowners love that Scandinavian look is it's a clean look. It's a no fuss look. Clean lines, very simple, uh, easy maintenance. Um, it also helps um, with creating that, that sense of a larger space. So it's less cluttered, best way. Okay, yeah, I know less clutter is a big deal. Organization is key these days. And I think we get to that in a little bit. Um, what are you seeing in backsplash trends? Wow, backsplash trends. Oh, it's all over the place. People are really, really, really being creative with backsplashes. They're either adding texture to it their backsplashes, um, color, again, they're introducing, um, or keeping it simple and white and being more creative with the, the facing of their cabinetry, their flooring, and their appliances. Um, backsplashes are, some people are opting out to not using your standard subway tile, and they're going into different shapes now, like octagons and um, lantern patterns. Um, also, um, uh, ha uh, Harlequin patterns. I mean, it's, it's all over the scale. And then you have those who like more of a cleaner or simple look and they're taking their countertops and just running them up the back wall, which is a beautiful look also. Yeah, I have a friend who did that, um, I guess a couple of years back and we were unsure what it was gonna look like and it really looks stunning. You know, mm -hmm. it's just such, it's a beautiful countertop material anyway, and it is granite. Um, it doesn't look like granite to me, but, um, you know, it's a beautiful colorway and just, it, it really creates a dramatic look for his kitchen for sure. Yeah, it almost ends up like an art installation. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a yeah. definitely a beautiful look, a beautiful yeah. look. A lot of people are doing that. And they're not only running them up the walls, they're creating these waterfall edges on their island to continue. You know, so it's, it's a beautiful look for sure. Okay, two islands. I've definitely heard this a lot and for a couple of years. So if a homeowner is lucky enough to have the space for two, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> what if you're working in a, a smaller space and do two islands mean the cook is like kind of far away from family and guests? Like just kind of walk me through the whole two island uh, phenomenon. Well, the idea of the two island is that came about, of course, now that we are home more than we used to be um, and having those extra workspaces because the kitchen, of course, is not only the kitchen for cooking, it's also become the classroom, it's become the crafting room uh, and so forth. So um, these, these double islands, they're great for entertaining because you have your, your prepping area and then you also have an area to serve. Um, if you don't have the room for it, I mean, thank goodness for innovation, a lot of these companies out there now are coming up with these really cool components that can actually come out of the cabinetry to extend an island or just flap ups for extra um, cutting space, working space, whatever it may be, yeah. 
Yeah, I saw that a couple of years back at KVIS before the pandemic. So I bet those brands are really excited that they came up with that idea, <laughs> kind of just in the nick of time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Any new components for cabinetry is the big thing now to make um, make work easier in a kitchen space for sure. Yeah. So you mentioned that brass, gold, and champagne are kind of the new it finishes for hardware. Can you go into a little more detail on that? Well, um, hardware, which is usually the last thought when designing a kitchen, is now come to the forefront as hardware is the jewelry of the kitchen. So it's the final finishing touches. So a lot of people are being really creative with it and expressing their personalities through hardware. Um, by using the champagne gold, which is big now. It's kind of how we were to brass when we used brass. Champagne gold is the new brass, I'd like to say. Um, it's, a lot of people are pulling away from using your standard, you know, polished nickel um, or chrome. They're just being a little bit more creative. The flat black is really big. Um, the champagne gold, um, oil rub bronze is, is doing really well, but more in a modern application. So it's pretty neat. What are your thoughts on kind of the more minimalist look? Like I know a lot of designers and homeowners like to use the hardware as that finishing jewelry touch, but what about clients who kind of want a more minimal look with no hardware or hidden hardware? It's a beautiful look. Again, it's a simple look that's, um, I believe a lot of people have leaned more towards that now because of the pandemic where there is um, with, with germs on handles, you know, um, so now you have these little edge pulls that you just pull with your fingertip to open them, or you have the push doors on the cabinetry where you push the door and it opens up itself. Um, I like the minimalist look. Um, it kind of gives it the vibe of kind of like a, a vacation spa getaway kind of look. You know, it's clean, not your traditional kitchen look. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm still a little more traditional. Like I would still like to use the hardware as jewelry, I think. <laughs> I agree. I a totally little more agree. personalization too. If you don't have any hardware that's hidden or something, you know, that doesn't really talk. Well, about. yeah, well, I guess it does. It talks about your style as being a little more minimalist. Yeah. And I think it will, for, for those who, who opt out from getting creative hardware, they'll get like a really creative finish on their cabinetry, you know, right. make them stand out or they'll go the extra mile for their backsplash or countertop. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. So open shelving seems to be on the rise, but I remember hearing it was on its way out a few years ago. Why the change? Well, I think when it originally came out, it was a great, easy installation for the homeowner and people would use it for, you know, personal items. Um, and it kind of got tired, but I think now, since we're back in the kitchen full time, um, homeowners are being creative with the open shelving. They're using um, clear canisters to showcase their foods, their goods. Um, it kind of gives it that, that effect of um, a, a restaurant, you know, like restaurant shelving. It's open and uh, exposes, you know, your, your foods, easy access to spices, uh, commonly in the past, people would use it for plates, pots, and pans, but I, I've seen it come back. Yeah, it's coming back strong again. It's a nice look. It's a cleaner look, too, also. Again, I guess, you know, with with uh, a space with smaller square footage, if you are using open shelving, I guess the thought is you're taking away some of your storage space that could fit on that wall. 
Yeah. And then it, it, not only that, in the smaller space, you're walking in and you're seeing everything exposed. So right. for those who want open shelving, you have to really um, consider, are you that tidy person <laughs> that puts things back and, and keeps things, you know, neat on a shelf? Or, you know, um, are you going to be that individual that just, you know, uses it as a landing ground for whatever you may carry into the home, card keys, phones, et cetera, you know? Which leads me to my next topic, which, you know, obviously organization and storage have become huge needs during the pandemic. What are your must-have solutions? Must-have solutions for storage? Pantries. Pantries, uh, they are back. I mean, I know me personally, my pantry, if you would open it, I would say a year ago, you just find a few brooms in there, maybe some garbage bags, uh, uh, toys for the, the dog, dog food. It was just one of those places where you hid things if company was coming and you wanted it out of sight. Now pantries have become, uh, they're like little general stores in some of these homes. You know, they're, they're neatly organized. Um, pantries now have uh, cabinetry inside of them, drawers, utensils, uh, places for uh, dishes, pots and pans. They've just come a long way with now organizing them to where uh, simple access and, and keeping that space organized in the homeowner, for the homeowner. Yeah, I mean, I guess when the pandemic started, people were buying like lots of goods and bulk and food <laughs> exactly. and they, they didn't have places to put those. And then I heard a bunch of people, you know, trying to buy extra freezers and things like that. <laughs> and those were like on back order. So yeah, definitely more storage space I know has been necessary. And now I feel like it's, it's not just because people are, you know, wanting to stock up on food. Like it's, 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 a need for these people who are spending more time at home. Like you said, you entertain a lot more at home. So you need mm -hmm. more storage space. You probably have a lot of food in your pantry next to those two rooms, right? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And, you know, a social media has been a big impact also on how we use our kitchens. I mean, you go to any page out there, you're going to see people cooking and sharing their recipes. You know, I mean, we used to be a place where we were ordering food because we didn't have time to cook. Right. So we kind of put our brakes on and now we're in our kitchen like, okay, now what do I cook? <laughs> you right. know, and, and to be able to showcase those dry goods in, in, in your kitchen and have easy access to it, it's a nice thing for sure. Yeah. So why is there such a desire for the integrated or hidden appliances? Again, clean, simple look, you know, and not everything is out in the open, uh, cluttered. And, and a lot has to do with, again, how we're using our kitchen spaces so differently. You know, um, again, classrooms, uh, people who work from home are using their kitchens as a workspace. Uh, so hiding those components and keeping them out of sight um, just creates a more cleaner, refined look, not such a cluttered look. So. I guess if it's an open space too, like um, we did an article a couple issues back where the client wanted a kitchen that didn't look like a kitchen. It was actually more <laughs> kind of like a James Bond kitchen, but I get it if it is part of a living space that has furniture elements and things like that, that you would want kind of the bulkier things in the kitchen to be hidden to kind of match that living space as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, I actually like seeing my appliances because then I'll use them. If I don't, 
I'll probably forget that I even have a blender or a toaster, you know? So it's each to his own, each to his own, but it's- it yeah. And with the, with the, um, all the different color applications for appliances and things like that, like I wouldn't want to hide it. I would want to show those colors. Yeah. Yeah. The industry has given appliances a personality for sure. Definitely for sure. Um, but they are, I mean, a lot of homeowners, I noticed they are, they're getting false fronts on their dishwashers, their refrigerators. So they, they do blend with the cabinetry. That's also a nice look. And then it's okay to have a few appliances on the counter. It's not so heavy in the space. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another thing on your list is um, home office or home workspace for today's homes. Yeah. What, what are your tips for creating those? Well, lesson learned here. If, if you're wanting to, if you are working from home and you want to create an office space, I highly suggest another area of the house away from the kitchen. Uh, my problem was, was working and the refrigerator was just too close. <laughs> Myself snacking all day. Um, uh, and of course, the kitchen is the highest traffic area. So uh, find a place where there's less interruptions, and especially with kids, if you're going to create a, a, a classroom space, um, the kitchen could be the worst spot to have a classroom space, even though people are doing it. There's a lot of distractions, especially with kids, food. The TV in the distance and the family room that now puddles into the kitchen. So I recommend that everybody just find another space in the home, maybe a guest bedroom that turns into a classroom or a, an office, um, maybe a room in the lower level of the house if you have. Um, but yeah, if you're going to use your kitchen, uh, really truly think about it, you know, the space for sure. Makes sense. So another item on your list of 2022 kitchen trends is vinyl flooring, which I know has kind of been iffy in the past. How has it improved? It's improved. It's the materials they're using. They are solid all the way through. And in the past, um, the vinyl flooring would have water damage if water was to get on it. Now, uh, the new vinyl floorings, the durability is, it's amazing with technology. And also the impression of whatever wood grain that is on those vinyls are so much more realistic. Um, And they're applying now um, textures to these vinyls so they actually feel like wood. Um, Most vinyl floorings in the past, they were flat. Um, If there was water on them, you could possibly slip on them. So now the newer vinyls have that traction to it. And again, they're very, very realistic looking and affordable and easy, quick uh, installation. All right. That makes sense. I, I was not aware of that, but that was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We would come a long way. Definitely come a long way. So what are some of the kitchen trends you predicted for 2021 that are now kind of on their way out? Ooh, that's a toughie. That are on their way out. Or, you know, maybe just not as prevalent, because I know there were some similar items on each list, but there were some changes too. Well, it's that floating shelving. Back to that again, you know, you see it, then it disappears. It's all based on who's ever putting it out there and how they're showcasing it. Um, What else? Uh, I would say... Well, I mean, the, the, the standard subway tile, the white subway tile, I see that kind of moving out. 
you know, for a while there, it was big. Everybody was getting your basic white subway tile. It was an easy pick. It looks beautiful, very transitional. And now I see, you know, people being more creative again with, with backsplashes. Yeah. So I'm going to throw one in that I, I didn't alert you of ahead of time, but I know last year you put together a list of bathroom trends too. Um, just in a nutshell, what are a couple of the things we'll see in 2022 for bathroom design? Bathroom design, you're going to see, which is strange to me, I guess you have to have a very large property, but you're going to see a lot of open space bathrooms where they look like they're actually puddling into the property. You know, glass walls, windows are very big. Soaking tubs are back, but their, their, their installation is that of an art piece. They're beautiful. Um, of course, walk-in showers are getting bigger. They look like garages. Um, you're going to see a lot of uh, more so floating vanities as opposed to vanities brought all the way to the floor. A um, lot of new gadgets going into bathrooms for sure, definitely. Um, smart bathrooms, I guess you could say. Walk in, you know, shower, turn on, please, to my temperature, and that'll happen. You know, it's amazing. The, the homeowners are treating their bathrooms like spas, um, creating these spaces that remind them of places that they've gone away to and spent time at. Um, they're bathrooms are evolving and very, very quickly. Yeah, for sure. All right, so my last question is another surprise for you, but <laughs> I'm so curious to know a little bit more, and I'm sure our listeners and viewers are as well. You uh, mentioned that you have your own greenhouse where you grow your own food at home. Tell yes. us about that. Oh, wow. Um, something I started, I would say, about five years ago, and it started off with me just creating these small little seedling boxes and covering them in plastic. And then I said, you know what? I'm up for it, I'm gonna go big. And I decided to build myself a greenhouse and started uh, my seedlings in there, like tomatoes and cucumbers. And it just got bigger and bigger. <laughs> started adding more vegetables to it. Uh, for me, it's an escape from what I do every day. It's a place to um, really um, get centered again. Um, I enjoy gardening. And then to be able to just run out into my greenhouse and bring it to the table and prepare it there and eat it. That in itself is very, very rewarding. Yeah, I that's, love it. That's awesome. So yeah, you've evolved your pantry and you've got a greenhouse. So that's- Oh yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I love it, I really do. And I enjoy cooking too, uh, more so than I ever did. I never really was into cooking, uh, although my mom was a great, great cook. Um, I find myself now experimenting with these um, vegetables that I'm growing and, and herbs and really being creative with it. Um, definitely a science to it, but you can have yeah. a lot of fun. And, and it's great to have, to be able to have company come over and, and just say to your company, Let, let's make something together um, that's healthy and enjoy it with conversation. It's a wonderful thing. Sure. That's great. Yeah. Well, I'm curious to see what everyone thinks of your, um, you know, your ideas for the top 2022 kitchen design trends. I, as I said before, I have, I've seen a lot of these like um, from your lists with some additional mm -hmm. things here and there, but it's always good to know 
that everybody's pretty much on the same page. So thank you so much for sharing all of your expertise with us today. And I hope to see you at KBiz in February. Oh, I hope to see you there, Chelsea. That'd be wonderful. I'm definitely going to be at KBiz for sure. Yes. All right. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me and have a wonderful holiday. You do the same.